going on, Fourth and Inches Podcast listeners? You got Dan, Kevin, Stevie P coming at you. What's going on, fellas? What's going on, fellas? What's going on, world? What's up, everybody? All right, so it's our Friday podcast, basically just a breakdown of last night's game and a preview of what we got coming up this weekend. Uh, but first, don't forget to check us out on the website, www.fourthandinchesff.com. That is www.the4thinchesff.com for a bunch of content. You got articles, blogs, player profiles, rankings, and you can subscribe to our VIP content. This will give you access to DFS info. It'll also give you access to the cheat codes, which we will keep updated frequently. So check those out and also look for us on the Fantasy Life app. We'll be doing start sick questions on there throughout the year. And if you listen to the podcast, make sure you uh, hit that subscribe button and give us a five-star rating. Also, if you're interested in doing a uh, $2 FanDuel tournament with us for um, Daily Fantasy on Sunday, the link to the tournament is in the podcast show notes. So just click on that link. It'll take you to the tournament. Put in a lineup and test your wits against, you know, the three of us and, you know, a few of other other uh, listeners as well. So with that being the case, let's get to the news for the day. Ladies and gentlemen, could I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, in news, we have the Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph won't take legal action against Browns defensive end Miles Garrett after last night's melee. Source Rudolph says, consider the situation to be exclusively an NFL matter. So as we all saw last night, uh, you know, Mason Rudolph kicked Miles Garrett in the balls. (laughs) And Miles, is that what it was? Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. They were wrestling on the ground. He kicked them in the balls. So Miles Garrett got pissed off, ripped his helmet off, and tried to bludgeon him to death. <laughs> uh, it, I'm laughing. It's really not a laughing matter. You know what I mean? He clearly was trying to physically do harm to Mason Rudolph. You know, he was pissed off, but that's just not the way you handle the situation. Uh, how do you guys feel about about what happened last night? I mean, personally, I just think that, you know, whatever punishment the league hands down right now, it's an indefinite suspension. But, you know, whatever that that punishment may be um, is rightfully deserved. And he if he's not the fact that he's not seeing jail time or, or you know, being charged with assault is a plus, period. End of story. You know, if I go to a bar and I get drunk and I get into a fist fight and I pick up a a glass bottle and hit somebody over the head, the cops will charge me for assault. Yep. It's literally the same thing that happened last night in that game. And because it's an NFL player on an NFL field, we, you know, it's kind of overlooked. But he literally swung a, you know, a titanium helmet at somebody's head. Like they literally could have put, you know, Mason Rudolph out. Could have put yeah, him it's out. A, it's a good thing him. he didn't hit him. It's a good thing he didn't hit him square because I mean that. They... Yeah, let's be honest. I mean, when when you hit somebody with a helmet, those helmets, you know, I played football before. Those helmets probably weigh, you know, the newer helmets with all the new technology they have. I'm going to assume they weigh at least six pounds. You know what I mean? They're not light. They, they have some weight to them. I mean, back in my day, they said that they weighed seven pounds or whatever it was. They're not light. 
I mean, you're literally grabbing the face mask of a helmet and swinging it as hard as you can. And let's remember that Miles Garrett is 270 pounds, six foot. I think he's six foot five. So this is not a small man wielding a soft object. This is a large, large person swinging a heavy object at someone's head. You know, it, this could have ended in a, a this could have been a tragedy. We could have literally watched someone die on a football field last night. You know, and I know you may think that I'm over exaggerating, or you may feel you know differently, but you know it doesn't take the, all that much force to kill someone. I mean, if you hit him flush in the right spot in his head, that could have killed him. So you know, like Kev said, that 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 he's not getting jail time is a plus for him. Yeah, they're not they're not going to kick him out of the list. Some people, I mean, I was reading some of the some of the comments today and whatnot, you know, but they're not going to kick him out of the league. I don't think. I think they will make an example out of him. I I definitely think I could see four four to eight games uh, to start the season next year. You know, I mean, they just they they, they have to make an example just to, just so people know that any any kind of behavior like that is completely not acceptable. Not even in football, just in life, just. It's just it's 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 gross to watch. I mean, every my kids are still young, but I mean, I know Steve. At some point, you want to get you know your kid, you know your boy involved in watching football, and you don't want to be able to watch that. It's just too it's just too violent. I mean, what if he would have, you know, what if he would have actually did something, some damage, and now you got fans in the audience with their kids there, and they got to explain what's going on at that time. It just, you know, thankfully it wasn't you know wasn't worse than than what it was, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I could definitely see four to four games to eight games next season to start, you know, and hit him pretty, pretty hard with it. Just so, you know, just so he knows and everyone else knows that it's not, you know, not a, not a matter to just look over. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, we are a fantasy podcast, so we're not going to go any more in depth than that. I mean, we, we all set our piece and that's what we are going to, you know, say about that. So, uh, in other news. We have a – it's actually not too crazy news this week. Sean McVay says center Austin Blythe the wide res- and wide receiver Cooper Cup have stomach bugs, so not practicing today. He expects they'll be back for Sunday's game. You know, if you have Cooper Cup, you know, I would just keep an eye on it. You know, it's very rare that a stomach bug keeps a play- you know, a player out for an extended period of time, so nothing too serious. But, you know, let's just – keep our eyes and ears open to that one will fuller hamstring is a game time decision for week 11 against the ravens um that is actually you know if you've been getting by without will fuller you know i think you can continue to get by without him so it shouldn't be that devastating to you but you know that could be something that you know we all know will fuller is uh the complete opposite of adrian peterson when it comes to healing the healing process uh, Emmanuel Sanders ribs questionable for week 11 against the Cardinals. All indication seems to be that he's going to play this weekend. So, but you know, just keep it, you know, keep it at the, you know, close, close to the cuff when you're talking about Emmanuel Sanders, we really don't know how that's going to go. George Kittle is doubtful for week 11 against the Cardinals. That's a big deal because, you know, George Kittle killed them last time they played. So, you know, that's definitely something to keep an eye on. And, uh, you know, make sure that he is, you know, out. Marquise Brown's ankle is questionable for week 11 against the Texans. Uh, Marquise Brown, we all saw him, you know, play last week. So we're hoping that he pushes through that injury and, and plays because, uh, you know, it could be a good spot for him against the Houston team. Uh, Jordan Howard has a stinger and is officially questionable for week 11 against the Patriots. 
Um, this was a new injury added this week. He must have sustained it in practice at some point. I mean, this is the first time. Uh, really. It happened. It happened in the Bears game. Oh, uh, it did because they were on by. Yeah, because they were on by last week. It just didn't. Wasn't uh-huh. really discussed, but yeah. Yeah. It, it so, happened. you know, that's something to keep in mind because you know we basically have told you guys that we think that they're going to try to establish the run against a Patriots team that's had troubles you know, with stopping the run in the past couple of games. So, you know, something definitely to keep your eyes on. And if you well, are a Emmanuel – I mean, if you are a uh, Miles Sanders owner, you know, this is music to your ears if Howard doesn't play. Yeah, they also signed Jay Ajayi, which probably we'll get into the news later as well. Yeah, but, uh, definitely. You know, who knows how much he's actually going to be able to contribute without any practice. He is familiar with the system, but – Yeah. You know, he, he played there last year, so he should be somewhat acclimated. Uh, the 49ers, Kyle Shannon, injury reports for Sundays versus the Cardinals says that Kittle is doubtful. Um, kicker Robbie Gold is doubtful. Matt Breida is out. Uh, Stanley is doubtful. And nose tackle Jones is also doubtful. All right, so Alshon Jeffrey is out for Week 11 against the Patriots. That is a big deal for anyone that shows Alshon because, you know, we – I was basically saying the other day, I think Zach Ertz is going to get shadow coverage. You know, he's going to be one of their main focuses. Um, and if Alshon is out there, he can alleviate that a little bit. And he's out. So, you know, that's a problem. Uh, let's see here. Chris Moore, questionable uh, for this weekend's game. We have Ty Johnson was a full participant on Friday. So it looks like Ty Johnson is going to be playing. Uh, Le'Veon Bell with the ribs and the illness is officially questionable for Week 11 against the Redskins. Matthew Stafford is officially ruled out for Sunday's game. That actually, we kind of all talked about that the other day when we were talking about the news. You know, that's something to watch. Matthew Stafford being out, uh, you know, it hurts this offensive, you know, this offense for the Lions. And you know, like I told you guys the other day, the Cowboys will be a definite play for me if if he is out and it's made official, he is out. Um. Chase Edmonds will not play on Sunday against the 49ers. Cardinals coach Cliff Kingsbury said that today. Uh, the Eagles did sign Jay Ajayi. So, you know, Mikev just brought that up. Uh, the Saints cornerback, LaShawn, Ma- I can't even speak. Marshawn Lattimore's hamstring is out for week 11 against the Bucks. You have Broncos. That's huge. Yeah, that is huge. That is a big deal. We told you guys that when we were talking about Mike Evans the other day, how if uh, Lattimore is out this week, you know, Evans could have a big day. And, you know, all you all you Mike Evans fans are hearing the hallelujah, you know what I mean, song coming out from the heavens. <laughs> I am one of them. There it is. So the Broncos placed cornerback Bryce Callahan on injured reserve. That is actually a big deal. I know a lot of people don't really know who Bryce Callahan is. Uh, the Broncos defense, other than, you know, Chris Harris really doesn't get recognition. But Bryce Callahan has been a good player for them this year. Um, you know, they are the third best pass defense in football. And that is not just because Chris Harris. That's because the rest of the team plays well. And Bryce Callahan is a big part of that. Uh, so him being put on injured reserve is going to hurt that defense. Um, you know, so definitely something to keep it uh, uh, a note on. Uh, it says here the Steelers Dante Johnson suffered a concussion last night on the hit that took the Browns uh, Demarius Randall out. It says Johnson, who was bleeding from his ear as he exited yeah, the game, will be con- will be in concussion protocol, and the team will monitor it. But you know, will monitor be monitoring it. So you know that's. 
that's definitely something. And, you know, a lot of people have Deontay Johnson on their teams. You know, he's had games where he's blown up. You know, so it's definitely it's definitely a situation to monitor. You know, you want to keep your eyes out to see what's going on with Deontay Johnson if he comes back in. The Redskins have ruled out Paul Richardson, uh, Chris Thompson, and Vernon Davis this week. So, you know, all those guys have been ruled out. You will not have those guys. You haven't had those guys in a while, so that's nothing crazy. Uh, the Vikings are planning to activate Josh Doxson off the IR after, you know, this afternoon per source in Minnesota gets some receiving depth from the Denver game while Adam Thielen remains out with a hamstring injury. Vikings made room on the 53-man roster earlier this week when they waived Davion Davis. So, you know, that's – I don't really think that's a whole lot of news. If you're starting Josh Doxson, you might as well just wrap it up. Your season's over. Uh, Cliff King said – Cliff Kingsbury said that he'll be using a by-committee approach with his running backs. That is not what you want to hear if you're a Chris Johnson owner. Uh, David Johnson. David Johnson, I'm sorry. David Johnson. The 49ers, uh, it says, the 49ers Friday practice report, a.k.a. Kittle watch. No Kittle or Emmanuel Sanders. So, doesn't sound good for those guys. Amari Cooper said he would be good to go for Week 11 against the Lions. Trey Burton and Adam Shaheen are both out for Week 11 against the Rams. Uh, David Montgomery is officially questionable for Week 11 against the Rams. Uh, Matt Nagy and David Moore. Uh, it was good to see those guys get out there, according to uh, Matt Nagy. You know, David Montgomery was limited in practice past couple days, and he was out there, so it was good to see him in full practice is basically what he was saying. Uh, the Bill, the Bears, you know, Trey Burton, Isaiah Irving, Danny Trevathan, Adam Shaheen are all out. And that is basically, looks here, let me read that. Jacoby Brissett was officially named the starter for Week 11 against the Jaguars. Adam Thielen was ruled out for Week 11 against the Broncos. Colts will start. Jacoby Brissett, we just said that. Uh, Ian Rappaport. Yep, we read that too. So that's basically it for the news, guys. We have everything there. You know, so really the only thing I think I want to hit on, um, you know, Devontae Freeman is officially out is the last thing that I see here. But the one thing I do want to hit on is the Jay Ajayi news. I know a lot of people are going to get super excited about Jay Ajayi going to the Eagles, but don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like. Don't Thanks, get, buddy. <laughs> yeah, don't get super excited. Jai is not going to be a big part of this team. You know what I mean? They have Jordan Howard there for a reason. And honestly, you know, we got – guys, we, we said this in the beginning of the season. This is one thing that, you know, I will admit that I was wrong on. You know, I thought Miles Sanders would be a – by at this point in the season, I thought Miles Sanders would have taken that job already. But obviously that's not the case. And we all kind of thought that, you know – I know Kev, you know, was one of the guys, you know, toting Jordan Howard in the beginning of the season. You know, I was more on the Miles Sanders train, so I give you kudos on that one, Kev. I thought I thought by now Miles Sanders would take that job. And, you know, uh, Jordan Howard has been very good. You know, I, I can't take anything away from him. You know, I haven't watched too many Eagles games because you guys did, but I started catching up on <laughs> Eagles. You know, I, know, I started catching up on Eagles games the past couple weeks. You know, within the last week, I would say I've seen like three of them. And uh, he looks good. You know, I mean, you can't take anything away from Jordan Howard. He 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 looks like a very, you know, he looks like Jordan Howard did two years ago. He's a consummate professional. Yeah. I mean, like Jordan Howard two years ago was great because, you know, he's not there. You don't look at his tape and go, oh, my God, he's so fast or, you know, oh, he's so elusive or he's so strong. I mean, he's just 
He's just a good running back. That's it. Like, he's all, all around good running back, and you can't take anything away from the guy. Yep. I just thought that he would be more of the touchdown guy. You know, I that's kind of kind of what I – kind of how what is going on there is kind of how I envisioned it. You know, Sanders would kind of get, you know, 30 to 30, and Jordan Howard would get, you know, goal line work. Yeah. So, and that's the kind of the way it's worked out. So, all right, Saquon, let's get did, the- Saquon did say that um, Miles Sanders is just scratching the surface of his abilities. I don't know, you know, <laughs> what kind of source Saquon is. I mean, he did watch him behind him in college, but he did say, you know, he's just scratching the surface of his abilities and blah, blah, blah. Dude, I, I mean, and this is the thing. I, I don't want to go too long into this because we're already 17 minutes in. We've got, we got to break down these games real quick. But Miles Sanders, you know, to me – of all the backs, even over Jacobs, you know, I know I know Josh Jacobs is having a great season, and I'm not taking anything away from Josh Jacobs, but that offensive line has been great. You I mean that offensive line has been blocking very, very well for Josh Jacobs. To me, Miles Sanders is the best all-around back that came out of that draft last year. And, you know, Jordan Howard, I believe Jordan Howard's on a one-year deal, a one-year prove-it deal. And, you know, I think Miles Sanders is going to become the running back for that team, and I just – the kid has all the potential in the world. You can every time he touches the ball, you know what I mean, especially catching the ball out of the backfield. The dude is just he's a threat to go 65, 80 yard touchdowns every time he touches the ball. So, you know what I mean? I love him and I think he's going to be very good. It may not be this year that he shines, but you know, I'm gonna keep drafting him as if he's going to be that breakout star, you know, the next couple of years because I I see the potential in the kid and I like him a lot. All right. So there it is. Let's get into the break. Let's get well. I mean, we could preview. We really didn't preview last night's game. We only really talked about the incident, or the, uh, yeah, the incident. So, let's let's go over last night's game. It was terrible. It was a terrible it was a football. Terrible football game. Very boring football game. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Browns in the first quarter looked like they were going to run away with it and just mishmash the the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then the Browns offense started looking the way the Browns offense has looked all year just anemic and not able to move the ball you know when they need to like literally that's basically what we could say about this game it was bad yep i 100 percent agree um you know you did see baker get baker had a very good fantasy game very very good fantasy game you know two touchdowns passing one rushing you know looked good i will say i thought breaker mayfield yesterday looked really good uh you know, compared comparing him to what he's looked to this season, you know, I thought Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, in the prime time light limelight, you know, he kind of shined. Yeah, he, had, he finished yeah. with 198 passing yards. So I mean, like, he definitely... yeah, but they were like you said, they were up that whole game. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you get into situations like that, that's kind of how it's going to play out. You know, yeah. And Nick Chubb, Chubb, had, Chubb had 27. Carries. Yeah. yeah, Chubb at 27 carries. I'm sure Hunt had a good 10. So, yeah, I think Hunt had eight. Yeah, eight. eight. So yeah, he, I mean, that, that's pretty much where that comes, you know, comes into play. At I mean, you know, if we're gonna break down, I mean, like, so I'll, I'll do it real quick. Yeah, I mean, I'll just say the guys. So, okay, so on the 
Cleveland side of the ball, Kareem Hunt is a flex play every week. Yeah, I mean, he's proved it two weeks in a row. He's he's going to be a guy that catches the ball out of the backfield. He's going to be a guy that is going to be consistently used in this offense. We've seen it, you know, two two weeks in a row. So, you know, to me, he's a flex play. I wouldn't put him any higher than a flex play because last week he had five carries. This week he had eight carries. But in this week they were leading the entire game, basically. They were up by two touchdowns almost the entire game. So, you know, eight touches for a guy when your other counterpart had 27, you know, is, is a guy that you're, you know, when – you're going to want to play. I mean, he's a flex play. Uh, Odell Beckham, he finishes with 10 fantasy points in this game. Odell Beckham flashed, you know, what Odell Beckham can do in the first half, first, you know, first quarter of this game. I mean, he can get open deep. He can, you know, he's still that dude, and Baker just needs to trust him. They need to build a rapport, you know, using him that way. So, you know, Baker looked all right in this game. Jarvis Landry, you know, I said I didn't like Jarvis Landry. I'll tell you what. He didn't have a, the greatest of games, but he did score that touchdown, and he was catching balls. He is the guy that Baker looks for when they're in situations where they need first downs, period. Like, he looks for Jarvis Landry to get first downs. And Jarvis Landry was double-covered a lot last night. I, I noticed that a lot. He was double-covered a lot, and he was still getting open, getting first downs. So, you know, Jarvis Landry is you know, an every-week play for me. Um, Baker Mayfield, I still can't trust him. On the other side of the ball, you know – well, we'll talk about Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb had 27 carries for 92 yards. He didn't even have a target in this game. Like, I didn't see him get one nah, target. He, did. he had one target, and he dropped it right in yeah. his hands. So, you know, it literally, if you're, if you're in a PPR league, Nick Chubb does take a huge hit, you know, in that aspect with Kareem Hunt taking away all the, all the receiving work. But he's still a lock for – 80 yards rushing every single week, and he can score you a touchdown. So, I mean, he's still a top 12 guy for me. I still like Nick Chubb. I just, you know, his ceiling is not as high as it was without Kareem Hunt. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Mason Rudolph is just terrible. He's really, really bad. You know, those four interceptions he threw last night, they weren't even close. Like, three of them were literally to the defender. I mean, the one got batted up in the air. And, you know, kind of sailed and, you know, but if you look at the ball placement where he threw the ball, he was short, you know, he lobbed a pass up that was short to his receiver and, you know, it got batted up in the air and it was intercepted. So you're not starting, you know, I don't feel confident starting Mason Rudolph in any matchup. I don't care who he plays. Um, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster leaves this game with an injury. Uh, Deontay Johnson leaves this game with an injury. You're going to have to keep your eyes and ears open about what's going on with those guys. Uh, Washington is, you know, people. I told you guys don't start Washington. You just can't trust them. And, you know, I was basically right about that. Uh, James Conner leaves this game literally. I think he had three. Was it three carries, guys, or was it four carries? Conner? Yeah. It was very low. Yeah, three or four, yeah. Three or four carries, and then he left in the first quarter. Um, and then Vance McDonald got even five for 10, something like that. It was, it was, yeah. yeah, he was low. I mean, he got hurt early in this game and then, uh, you know, Samuel saves his game really with that receiving touchdown that he got, you know, at the six yard line, he caught a, a little lob pass out of the backfield and scores the touchdown. You know, that's the only score of the game that the Steelers had, um, Vance McDonald got a target a little bit more, but you know, when you have Johnson go down and, uh, you know, Juju go down, what the hell are you gonna? Who are you gonna throw it to? You know what I mean? Really? It was, yeah, they were throwing a Holton, and yeah. that dude stinks. Oh, he's bad. <laughs> he bad catch nothing. Yeah, honestly, he was just looking for pass interferences. You know, Vance McDonald got seven targets in the game, but yeah. only caught three of them. Very ineffective. And Mason Rudolph just—he's terrible. Before 
everything happened, I mean, just horrible night. Horrible yeah, night. And if you're looking for a team that could definitely use Colin Kaepernick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this oh, <team>. yes. Dude, <laughs> this when they start, bro, I swear to God, I'm not even kidding. When they said the Colin Kaepernick thing, I after watching that game last night, the very first thing that hit me in the head was like, the Steelers need to go sign Cap because, yeah. you know, I am not, you know, I don't think Cap is a very good football player either. But he's ten times better than Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph is terrible. Garbage. Sucky butt. Sucky yep. butt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's start getting into some of these games for the weekend, shall we? Uh, we're going to start off with Bills and Dolphins. Uh, Steve, why don't you take that one? You, you know, you love your Bills. I love my Bills. All right, so this is going to be super quick. Uh, we are going to hit these hard because we're 25 minutes in, so they're going to be just real quick. So on the Dolphins side of the ball, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, with four teams on by, I actually would play him in this game if you were, like, completely desperate. Uh, but, you know, he had an okay game against them last time. I think he had, what was it, 18 fantasy points in the game. So, you know, he's not a terrible option, but, you know, I wouldn't be happy about starting him if I had to. Absolutely. You know, it is what it is. Kalen Blige, I do like a little bit. I mean, the Buffalo Bills are just not a good run-stopping team. And Kalen Blige got 20, I think it was like 24 touches total last week. So anybody getting 24 touches is viable. I'm not super happy about starting him. But, you know, there's four teams on by. You might need to use them. Uh, Parker. He's going to see a bunch of targets. He's probably not going to do much against Tredavious White. They already said Buffalo actually came out. I know people don't listen to Buffalo news, but they said that Tredavious White will be following uh, Devontae Parker all game. So it's not going to be a situation where Parker goes in the slot and he doesn't cover him. You know, you're going to see Tredavious White on Parker all game, and I don't know how much I trust that. And I'm not trusting any other of these wide receivers. You know what I mean? I'm not trusting Gusecki. I'm not trusting, you know, Wilson or Hearns. You know, those guys can just ride the pine. I'm just going to. I'm just going to leave that alone. Uh, on the Buffalo Bills side of the ball, you know, Kev talked about it. John Brown, we both like him in DFS this week. I think John Brown going up against uh, Ryan Lewis is just a mismatch. I think, you know, he just can't cover him. Uh, and on the other side of the ball, you're going to probably going to see uh, Nick Needham uh, is also on the other side. So he's going to see a little bit of both of those guys. They moved John, you know, Brown in and out of the lineup all over the place. So no matter where he lines up, I like John Brown in this matchup. Cole Beasley, you know, going up against Chris Lemons is just a mismatch. I think Cole Beasley is going to have a nice game. Uh, and Isaiah McKenzie has actually been pretty good this year uh, since starting, you know, starting to get that starting role on the opposite side of John Brown. He hasn't been bad. So if you are desperate at wide receiver, uh, Isaiah McKenzie might be somebody that you might want to try to pick up and see see if he has a good game against this bad Miami defense. Uh, and the last person on this, de- you know, Kyle Allen, you're definitely starting. Devin Singletary. Josh Allen. Josh Allen, I'm sorry. Josh Allen. <laughs> Too many that's how, that's how much you Allen. don't like Josh Allen, I guess. Uh, dude, it's it's crazy. I, it, he annoys me. But, you know, Josh Allen, he against this Dolphins defense, he is going to have a game. Uh, so I would start him. And Devin Singletary is a guy that I toted really hard on the DFS pod. I just like him a lot. I think that, you know, Devin Singletary is the real deal. And going up against a bad Miami defense, I think he could have a big game. I think he's going to be the focal point of the offense and 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 do his thing. And then the Bills defense is a must start. Yep. All right. So I'm going to get into the Jets and Redskins. Uh, started off Jets. 
Um, Sam Darnold, I actually have him as a QB1 this week in this matchup. I have him as my number 12 quarterback. I think he is a solid start if you, you know, especially if you need, you know, have bye weeks this week. I mean, there's four teams on bye. You got Russell Wilson on bye, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers on bye. So if you need a quarterback, I wouldn't, you know, I, I wouldn't mind throwing Sam Darnold in there. I actually am starting him in, you know, our league because Matthew Stafford is hurt and Jared Goff is terrible. So, you know, he Sam is. Darnold is actually going to be my quarterback in that league. Um, running back, you know, Le'Veon Bell, he, he's getting the touch. He got some touches last week. You know, he started to get touches, got into the end zone. Um, this is a, a, a very good matchup. You know, Redskins give up a lot to the running backs. Uh, so this could be a good week for Le'Veon Bell. You're obviously throwing him out there every week, you know, and not thinking twice about it. But, you know, he just haven't hasn't been good all year. This week, I do think he comes around and gives you a, a very good week, uh, you know, a good week of production. Um, Jamison Crowder. Dude, Jamison Crowder over the last four weeks is the number 17 wide receiver over the last four, four uh, last you know four weeks in scoring like the guy is just getting a ton of targets you know in this offense this is what Adam Gase does I talked about it yesterday on the on the DFS podcast you know they Adam Gase's you know passing offense works through the slot receiver and Jamison Crowder has just been a beast this year because of it I have him as my number 20 receiver this week um so I do think he is a star at you know you know, if you have him in your flex, if you need to start him at wide receiver, I would definitely throw him in my lineups. Um, Robbie Anderson, this is a this is a matchup where he could take advantage of it, but you just can't you can't trust it because he hasn't shown it this year. You know, uh, he's been a great deep threat the last couple of years, and you know this is just not what Adam Gaze does is stretch the field. You know, everything he does is kind of dink and dunk, and you know Robbie Anderson is suffering because of it. Uh, I'm not worried about any Jets tight ends that are possibly starting. Ryan Griffin, I have him 25. You know, obviously Chris Herndon got thrown on the IR. Um, on the Redskins side of the ball, the only I'm, you know, if you need a starting running back, a- AP would be more, you know, a, a starter for me over Geis. Uh, Geis, they're going to say is doing the passing work kind of right now, and both of them are expected to get a lot of touches this week, according to Coach Bill Callahan. If I had to pick one, I'd go with AP, but I wouldn't really feel confident in either one, just not knowing how that split is going to play out. And Steve talked about yesterday, Terry McLaurin. Um, if you need to start a wide receiver, this could be a matchup where Terry McLaurin, you know, gets off. The Jets are not really, you know, good at stopping the pass, and. You know, Terry McLaurin has shown the ability to get deep. He has shown the ability to, you know, run crisp routes. And he has a rapport with Dwayne Haskins from college. So, you know, if you're looking for a wide receiver, you know, Terry McLaurin could be your guy. Uh, And that's pretty much it for this game. That was longer than I thought it would be for a uh, Jets Redskins game. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. So, Dan, you're up next. Let's go with Saints. Saints and Bucks. Yeah, this one should be a good one. This one, looking forward to this game. Uh, start with the Saints side of the ball, Tampa Bay Bucks. We all know shootouts normally with them. They let up a ton of yards. They get a ton of yards. So, you know, fantasy players are, you know, your, your main guys are all going to be relevant in this one. Definitely not sitting anybody that I've been playing against the Bucks. Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara. Um, Latavius Murray is really, he's two different Latavius Marys. When he's, when he is the sole back and, and, you know, we saw for those couple games where, where Kamara was out He's a monster. He really is. But when Kamara's in there 
he doesn't get much on field time. They really they know what they have in Kamara, and and you know it's a, just a. I just think they don't want to give it anywhere close to a 50-50 split because he's their guy. I mean, he really is. He's a top three running back when he's healthy. So, I mean, because of the buys, maybe if you know, maybe Latavius in a flex play, but I just don't like the the workload that he gets when uh, when Kamara's out there. So I'm not real big on on Mary this week. Uh, Michael Thompson or Michael Thomas. Best receiver in football right now. You're, you're. It's a no-brainer. Um, and I like Jared Cook this week. Uh, you know, it's. I think he's. I think he's definitely uh, a, a playable option for you against a Tampa Bay defense that, like I said, just lets up a ton of yards. And I think Drew Brees is gonna is gonna be throwing an air in the ball out, trying to. I'm not gonna say keep up with Jameis Winston, but play. You know, kind of play at their pace. Uh, that's really what I have on the Saints side of the ball, and then we'll go to the Tampa Bay side of the ball and. Um, Saints have a really good defense, but you still got to you're, you're playing Jameis Winston. The guy's consistently putting up 300 plus and two or three touchdowns. I mean, he's going to give you your interceptions. He's going to fumble for you probably. Some some form of of a turnover is good, or, or multiple turnovers is going to come from Jameis Winston. But in the midst of that, he's giving you he's giving you a lot of fantasy points because he just throws for a lot of yards. He's got you, he's got the two weapons. He's got Evans. He's got Godwin. And you're you know even up against to you know an awesome secondary in the Saints you're you're playing those guys because one of them or both of them is you know huge outbreak scores every single week um I don't like OJ Howard this week I know he had a little bit of a uptick last week but uh until he shows me consistency I'm not really playing him especially against it like I said a good Saints defense uh Ronald Jones I think has I think he's done enough to 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 earn himself a spot on your roster um I you know I think that there's other guys that you might have that have taken a step back and he's, he's taken a step forward the last few weeks. So, uh, I like, I like Ronald Jones. Um, I definitely think that as long as they keep on feeding him the ball, they, they have, it's definitely, it's not, it's nowhere close to what it was at the beginning of the season with, with the, you know, the, the, the committee between him and Peyton Barber, he's definitely become the clear cut number one. And as long as he stays that way, this team scores points, this team moves the ball. So, I mean, Steve even said before the season started, whoever that number one running back is in the Tampa Bay offense, whoever whoever shines and and takes that role, that lead role, you know he should be owned and he should be played. And that, right now, that's Ronald Jones. I can't believe I'm saying that because I had him last year and the guy was running in mud, but he's he's looked he's looked a thousand times better this year. Um, and then I'm not playing any defenses this this on these teams as much as I like the Saints defense. I just that Tampa Bay offense with their weapons is just too much. All right, so move on to the next game. Steve, you got the Broncos and Vikings. Yeah, Broncos and Vikings. This is probably not the, you know, most uh, thrilling of games, I guess I would say. But, you know, I like I like the running backs on the Dolphins, on the Broncos side of the ball. Um, you know, I really do like Phillip Lindsay this week. I think Phillip Lindsay is going to use, be used heavily. Uh, in a game that I think is going to stay close. I mean, I think this is going to be a, a closer game than Vegas thinks. I think Vegas has a, you know, Ve- uh, Minnesota by 10. I mean, but with no Alan Thielen, you know, I think they're going to give Diggs the the Chris Harris treatment, you know, and if that's the case, you know, I think he – we've seen the past two weeks Diggs, Diggs just get eliminated because there's no Thielen out there, out there to, you know – take some pressure off. I mean, he's basically the guy. You know what I mean? So teams are eliminating him. They're just trying to take him completely out of the game, and it, and they've been successful doing that. You know, so 
you know, we will do the Broncos. So, okay, so you have the two running backs. I really do like both of them. I think Lindsey is better. Freeman, I would use him in the flex position. Cortland Sutton, to me, is an every week play. I don't care, you know, that Brandon Allen is the quarterback. He showed, you know, two weeks ago before they were by that, you know, he can get those 50-50 balls up in the air, you know, just chuck it to him. I mean, they're going to give him the opportunities that way, and it's, it is what it is. You know, and that's really it. You know what I mean, I know Noah Fant had a big game, you know, two weeks ago, but if you look at what he did after that 75-yard touchdown catch and run, he didn't do shit. Yeah, like, literally the rest of the game, he was like, I think he was three for – uh, what was he, 26? He was, like, he, he, he barely hit 100 yards. You know what I mean? It was, like, 103 or something like that. You know what I mean? After a 75-yard touchdown, y'all, like, come on now. So, you know, Noah Fan is not a guy that I'm, like, super excited about. Um, you know, I know Deontay Spencer is is in their three wide reset, receiver sets, but I'm not worried about any of that. And, you know, the Broncos' defense, I – you know, I like a little bit this week because they, you know, any team with Von Miller on it is going to be able to generate some sacks. So I think they do get to the quarterback a little bit in this game. Uh, Dalvin Cook on the other side of the ball is going to be heavily used in this game. I think he's probably going to see upwards of 20 carries plus, you know what I mean, you know, receptions. He's great. You're starting him every week. Uh, Stefan Diggs, I already told you, he's going to get the Chris Harris treatment, and I don't like that matchup. I think, you know, Diggs is going to struggle to score points in this game. You know, I think you're still starting Diggs because he is just a really good player, but I don't know how confident you are in that. Um, BC uh, Johnson, um, you know, he has been hit or miss this year, and I don't know how much I'm trusting him this week. You know, it makes me a little bit nervous. You know, Laquan Treadwell – uh, two, what was it, three weeks ago had a good game, and then the week after, you know, he didn't do anything. So, you know, I'm not worried about that. I know Kyle Rudolph had the two touchdowns, uh, you know, the week before they went to the, you know, the bye week. But, you know, I'm not trusting that either, you know, against a Broncos defense that's been cr- really good this year. And then Kirk Cousins, you know, I, I know Kirk Cousins is a lot of people's starter. But this Broncos defense is just not giving up points to the quarterback. So I think that trend continues, and I would be surprised if he had, you know, 18 fantasy points. You know, I have him penciled in for about 17 fantasy points this week. Uh, So, you know, start him if you must, but, you know, don't be super, you know, don't be super high on on Cousins. I don't think he's going to generate the buzz that you want him to, to generate. So that's it. You're starting Minnesota's defense. You're starting Denver's defense. All right, so I'm going to get into the Jaguars and Colts uh, quarterbacks. I would not feel comfortable starting either of the quarterbacks personally. Uh, all right, so, yeah, I have Brissett at 19. I have Foles at 20. Um, you know, both of those guys to me just are not not starts this week. Um, you know, Foles I actually want to see play you know we've seen Gardner Minshew be pretty successful so if Foles can step in there and give you what Gardner was giving you you know he might be a guy that that starts to be a fill-in but I can't do it until I see it first uh from a running back spot you know Lamar uh Leonard Fournette you're starting every week uh the Jaguars receivers I have DJ Chark at 16 um and I think that D.D. Westbrook is going to have a good game we saw him get targeted heavily with 
uh, Nick Foles as quarterback back in the preseason and even in the beginning of the game in week one. So I do think Didi coming back off injury uh, could have a pretty good game in this one. The Colts um, secondary is, you know, has been able to throw upon. So, you know, I think both of those guys could be, could be, you know, could have good games this week um, from the Colts side of the ball. Uh, you know, Marlon Mack, he's the start every week for you. And, uh, you know, Zach Pascal, I wouldn't be starting him this week. He's probably going to see AJ Boye a lot. So, you know, that's pretty much it. I mean, the tight ends, uh, you know, both tight ends for the Saints are, for, I'm sorry, for the Colts are startable. You know, you could throw in Eric Ebron if you want. You could throw in Jack Doyle if you want. Uh, you know, both of them are going to get production without T.Y. Hilton in there, especially with Zach Pascal's, you know, seeing A.J. Boye. You know, Brissett's got to throw to somebody, and it's probably going to be to those tight ends. Um, and then you're going to see, you know, obviously you're starting the Jags defense if, if you have them and, you know, starting, um, you know, Colts defense, I probably would not be starting. Yeah, the only thing I really want to quick add is um, I agree with Kevin about Nick Foles this week. I'm not starting him this week. Probably not starting him next week. They're going to the Titans. But if you look after that, you know, the first week in December, which is week 13, uh, you know, he's got the Bucks at home. He's got the Chargers at home after that. He's got the Raiders at the Raiders. And then he's got the Falcons in the championship. You know, if you're one of those teams that is a playoff team because you're, you know, your team is good, but you have a bad quarterback, you might want to pick up Nick Foles right now because his playoff matchups, he might just help you win a league. You know, if you if you have, you know, let's say you went heavy running back, you went Dalvin Cook and you have, you know, Leonard Fournette on your team, you know, I would definitely go pick up, you know, Nick Foles to help you in that playoff push because he could he could probably help you a lot. All right. So let's get into the next game. It is Cowboys and Lions. Dan, that is on you. All right, start with the uh, start with the Cowboy side of the ball. Um, Dak's been starting everyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every week. Uh, yeah, you really honestly. I mean, the Cowboys, Cowboys have. Uh, I'm glad they lost last week, but they've you know their their playmakers. I can't really say have been great because he hasn't really been anything um, spectacular. You know, especially uh, last couple of weeks, he's been tailing off a little bit. But um, Dak's been great, and uh, and. Amari Cooper has been super consistent over this pretty much this whole year. I have to throw a little told you there, Kevin there, but uh, Amari Cooper has been, has been awesome this year. So you're definitely starting those two. I I was completely wrong on Amari Cooper. (laughs) Completely wrong. We're all wrong on some people, but we got, um, we can definitely check it out guys. We are all like good friends. So we're going to break each other's balls, but it, you know, me and Kev were both wrong on Amari Cooper. We both said that we didn't like Amari Cooper. Uh, when we had that little battle with Kev and, and Dan, it was a situation where I agreed with Dan because I, you know, I thought that Dan made a better point because if you look at Cooper's numbers last year over some big games, his big games kind of made the rest of his season good. So we also you know. thought that Cooper was going to have a big season I thought because you know we didn't know when Zeke was coming back, yeah, but it yeah. hasn't really mattered. I mean, he they he clearly has an incredible yeah, chemistry awesome. with he's been with awesome. Dak, and he gets open. I mean, you just watch the guy is always open, and he he's not dropping balls this year like he's done you know previously. He just he's getting open, he's making plays. He's just been he's been a, a I hate to say it because I'm an Eagles fan, but being a Mari Cooper owner, he's been a delight to watch. 
And um, so you're starting him. You're definitely starting Gallup because he's been, I mean, he's been the counterpart to, he's not putting up Cooper numbers, but he's, he's, he's very, very consistent. He's an awesome wide receiver too right now. Um, I know we had Cobb with the, with the nice game last week with the, with the hundred yards and the touchdown. But um, before that game, it's, it, it was forever since he had any kind of production. So he's not consistent enough to, to play Cobb. Um, like I said, Zeke's bit, Zeke, Zeke had an off game, but you're not, ever sitting Zeke it don't mean he had an off game he could come out against Detroit and put up you know a buck 75 and two touchdowns any week it's it's you know he's a he's a potential MVP every year you know so Zeke is uh he's starter um Witten if you're really uh if you're if it's Witten's a stretch but Witten Witten's gonna get you he's probably gonna get you seven eight every week in PPR uh, I mean if that if you if you feel good with that floor then, then I would say do it, you know, because he's he's got he's got touchdown, he's got touchdown upside every week to him. So you know that's 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 a good thing about Witten. He's always been consistent there too. Um, and I like the Cowboys defense a lot this week. Um, I know Driscoll is, uh, you know, he had a decent week last week, and uh, so, but I don't think he's gonna I don't think he's gonna have quite a quite as productive with the two touchdowns this week. So I'm not gonna start I'm not gonna start him against a good Cowboys defense. And they haven't been great. But they've had games where they've they've got after the quarterback. So um, I know you know he, he's probably going to be a lot of lot, on a lot of people's minds, and you know people you know with the uh, with the injuries and whatnot. But um, the only honestly the only guy I'm comfortable starting on on the lines is uh, is Galladay, and that's really it. I mean I, I'm not going to start Jones. I'm not going to start Hawkinson. These guys are just these you know, Jones had the the monster game, but since then nothing. I mean the running back situation is just poor committee it's not even committee it's just poor committee so um yeah i just i like galladay's he's an awesome awesome receiver he's a, he's he's basically turning into a wide receiver one so uh aside from him i don't know if you guys like any of the other guys more but i'm just i mean he's really the only guy i'm comfortable with right now on on detroit yeah and no, I, I i would not be throwing marvin jones danny i i you can't do it not with jeff driscoll quarterback yeah, no, if it was Matthew Stafford, it'd be a different story because you know. But that's he, yeah, Stafford makes he he. This would have been a really Stafford. fun game to watch with Stafford yeah. back there. It, this really that really did kill the whole, you know, the whole drama of this game. But you know, like Dan said, I agree. I think you know, start your Cowboys. You know, you're starting Galladay, and you're praying J.D. McKissick does something. Other than that, is not really much you can do. All right, so that pretty much wraps up that game. Let's move on to the next one. You got the Falcons and Panthers, Steve. Oh, and I got the next one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually pretty excited about this game. You know, I would have watched this game regardless to whether it was my game or not. Um, you know, I I really, really enjoy watching Christian McCaffrey play football, man. The dude is just... He's unbelievable, man. Like, he really is. I, I've watched every one of his games this year, and at least once a game he makes a play where you're like, holy shit, this guy is really, really good at football. He does it every single game. Even in that first Tampa Bay game where he didn't have a big game, he still looked amazing. You know what I mean? He had a couple of plays in that game where you were like, damn, like, this dude is just sick. But, you know, McCaffrey, every week start the best player in fantasy football not close he is by far the best player in fantasy football yeah he's got like a 50 point lead on everybody right now it's pretty and he's stretching yeah. that bad boy out he is he is the bad man um 
I love DJ Moore this week. Uh, if you know, if you are a DFS player, I would recommend you play DFS. You know, I you play Moore this week. He's going to be seeing a whole lot of Isaiah Oliver. Oliver cannot stick him. And Marcus Trufant. I mean, Desmond Trufant should be. I'm I'm going way back, but De, you know, Desmond Trufant uh, will be back this week. I don't care. To me, it doesn't matter. You know, DJ Moore has just been an animal the past two weeks, and Allen is starting to get a rapport with him, and I would not be surprised if he had 100 and a touchdown this week. I love him this week. Um, yeah, DJ Moore over the last couple weeks has had double-digit targets and have gone, gone over 100 yards in both of those games. So Yeah, they're starting to get yeah. really a, rapport, a nice rapport between the two of them, and I could see that just continuing against a terrible Falcons defense. Um, Curtis Samuel, I'm a little less – you know, inclined to start Curtis Samuel. And it's just because they don't have the same rapport. You know, Curtis Samuel and Josh Allen don't have the same rapport. I wish Curtis Samuel was on another team with a better quarterback that could, uh, you know, facilitate two wide receivers being very, very good. But, you know, it's going to be one or the other. And this week I think it's going to be a DJ Moore game. So, you know, I'm not trusting I'm not trusting Curtis Samuel. I would play him, you know, if you needed a run a, a wide receiver this week. But I'm not going to be too, too high on him. Uh, Greg Olson – just you know another tight end that's just a blah tight end you know he's going to get you you know same thing that dan said about the last game um you know with jason witten he's a blah tight end just going to get you you know seven eight points and you know you know allen and you know kyle allen and you know olsen haven't had a really good rapport this year either so you know i could see him scoring just because how bad this falcons d is but, you know, not a guy that I'm super, super high on. Uh, Jarius Wright is just, you know, a pine rider. He's just going to sit on the bench. Um, on the other side of the ball, I like Matt Ryan in this game. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. The over-under is 49-and-a-half. You know, just a game that I think that Matt Ryan's going to have to chuck it. You know what I mean? Um, I like Hill in this game. Brian Hill is, you know, a very cheap DFS option that should be in your lineup. Uh, you know, he's going to see basically all the work. You know what I mean? There's not really anybody to, you know, Quadri Allison is a good player, but he's not going to take him off in passing downs. He's also not going to take him off in running downs. He's just going to spell him a couple of times in the game. Uh, Calvin Ridley, uh, you know, Calvin Ridley, I like him as a player, but he has just not been consistent this year. You know, if you're desperate, you know, throw him in your lineup. Uh, it's just not a guy that I love starting every single week. I mean, you just don't know what the hell the guy's going to do. He could be great or he could be terrible. A guy I do like in this game is Russell Gage, um, especially with Austin Hooper being out of this game. You know, I think that's a big deal. I think Gage is going to see a whole lot of work in this game because of Hooper not being there. He's going to be the underneath guy, you know, kind of the uh, safety blanket for Matt Ryan. And if you've watched any of the Falcons games, he needs that little guy to get open quick to just dump off to. Uh, Hooper was that guy, and Hooper's not there. So I think Gage is going to be that guy. So I could see Gage getting, you know, eight targets in this game and, and doing a little something. And Julio Jones, you're starting every week. I don't care what the matchup is. You know, Bradbury is not a guy that I like going up against. But, you know, it is it is what it is. You're going to start him. Um, yeah, and, I, you know, the defenses in this game, you know, you're definitely not starting Atlanta. Carolina is suspect, you know, just because Atlanta can score points. So, you know, I would start them as a, you know, last resort option if you needed if you needed a defense. All right, so I got the next game. That is the Texans and Ravens. This one should be a fun game to watch. I can't wait to I watch this game. I expect this one 
I expect this one to be extremely high scoring. Uh, and, you know, from the Texan side of the ball, Watson, you're starting, obviously. Every week, he's real a quick, starter. Kev, real quick, this should have been the Sunday night game. They switched oh, the Sunday night to Kansas City and the Chargers. This should no, have been that's the Monday Sunday night. Oh, that's Kansas the Monday City night. Chargers Monday. Okay, night. what did they switch the the Sunday night? They switched the Sunday night too. No, nah, they didn't switch it. I think it, I think no, it's they been didn't switch this one. They, oh, okay, so they it's start next week. Switch it next week. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. They took our, they say, took they our Eagles out of Sunday night football. Okay, okay. I was gonna say they should. I don't get that one because the Eagles and the Seahawks is going to be a really good game, and I don't know why they they flexed that into one o'clock. But yeah, because uh, the other game that they put in there is what the one that they put in there. It is the uh, Packers and Niners. That's going to be a great game. Oh yeah, that's a great game. (laughs) But uh, I love this game though. This is going to be so much fun to watch. Even if you're, yeah. if you, even if you're just a fantasy fan, you're not a football fan. You just, you know, watch fantasy football. You just to see fantasy players. This is a game you got to watch. This is going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. Deshaun Watson, you're starting every week. Lamar Jackson, you're starting every week. Uh, you know, Carlos Hyde. This week, I have him ranked number twenty-six. If you're looking for a running back, you know, he's kind of a guy that you know the Ravens do stop the run. But, you know, Hyde is kind of a guy that could fall into the end zone any week because of how high-powered this offense is. Uh, so if you are looking for a running back, you know, he's give, he's been really good all year. He's been very, very solid all year, you know, consistently giving you, you know, 7 to 12, 15 fantasy points every week, Not you know, consistently. You know, that's just been Carlos Hyde all year. Uh, Mark Ingram, you're starting every week. You know, no no questions asked. Um, he's shown to be, you know, a very good, very, very good uh, player uh, in the, in this system. I'm actually really, really happy he decided to go there. Just it really fit. It was the perfect fit for the Ravens. And we kind of said that beforehand. You know, it's just, you know, a perfect fit. He gives them a good complement of speed and power and the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. And, you know, he's really, you know, he's really done – done a good job in his first year there and he's he's an rb1 and you know i kind of said that i didn't think he would be that high i had him kind of has a high in rb2 but right now he's an rb1 so uh deandre hopkins starting every week uh uh shoot uh marquise brown this week i have at number 27 so if you're looking for a flex option i would throw hollywood brown in there uh he you know last week got into the end zone uh, kind of got back on track, but he still is dealing with injuries. And, you know, this week he popped up, at, you know, missing practice or limited in practice one week. So, you know, you always got to be aware, be, be aware of Hollywood, uh, you know, and the injury bug. Um, Will Fuller this week comes back. You know, we know how much Deshaun Watson loves him. Um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable starting him this week. But if you were looking for a wide receiver or a flex option and you wanted to take a gamble, maybe you're, you know, you're looking at your projections and, you know, you're projected to lose by 10 points. You know, Will Fuller might be a good option because he has the ability to blow up and get you that 150 and two touchdown game. And, you know, we saw him get the what, 200 and something yards and three touchdowns in one game. So, you know, Will Fuller has the has the the ability to blow up any any time. Uh, and as far as tight end goes, you're starting Mark Andrews every week. He's proven to be one of the best tight ends in football. And I'm not starting either one of these defenses because this game's going to be really high scoring. Yep, I agree. All I right, agree with everything you and said. You, 
Yep. All right, Dan, you are next. You have the Cardinals and 49ers. All right, start with the card. I always get the Kyler Murray games, and I'm not really all that upset about it because, you know, like watching Kyler Murray, uh, enjoying his rookie season. Yeah, I'm enjoying his rookie season. All right, so here's the here's the Kyler Murray situation. We'll start with him. Uh, I'll be one to break it down, knowing what I, you know, over two weeks ago, being, being a Kyler Murray owner in our main league guys and, uh, I was stuck with the predicament of do you start Kyler Murray for everyone out there who has been hasn't really paid much attention to him, but sees that he's been showing sparks. He's right now the fifth quarterback ranked the, the fifth ranked quarterback. So uh, he really hasn't really made a lot of mistakes. He's getting the ball in the end zone pretty good. He's I mean, he's his yards are always over 200, some a couple of 300 yard games, and he's got like close to 400 yards rushing. So the guy is producing very, very well for a player, not just a rookie. For a rookie, I think he's 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 in, he's having an incredible season. But just as an overall player, he's 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 very good. So two weeks ago, when they played San Fran, they were home. I picked up Derek Carr because Derek Carr has been soaring a little bit, and then I start a car. Um, and we saw Kyler come out in the second half, and actually was the first team this year pretty much to to you know give the Niners a little something. And so here we go again. But now he's in San Fran. And I have Carr playing against the Bengals, so I will be starting Carr again, and I really hope that he outperforms Kyler with with that. So uh, Kyler's a tough start. If you have if you do if you have a bad backup, then you could still feel comfortable that Kyler's probably going to get you, you know, fifteen to twenty. Uh, I mean, I think that's his that's his floor. Even against a really good San Fran team, he's just he just knows how to put points on the board. Um, so. That's you know that's got to be a, a, a judgment call on your side you know ba- based on what your team is you know I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna sit him this week because I got Carr and I think Carr against the Bengals is better but you got to play your matchups and he's got a really really tough matchup in San Fran. Um, they already announced that the you know the running backs are committee this week between Johnson and and um, Drake so I'm not pl- I'm not playing either of those because I think that one of them may take a little bit of a lead above the other if they're showing a little more. A little more ability against the San Fran team, so and we don't know who that's going to be. I mean, this could be the week that Johnson breaks out a little bit, but we saw Drake had a had a decent game against San Fran, but that was also in in uh, in Arizona too, and it's tough to play in San Fran. Um, I'm definitely not starting Larry Fitz. Sorry, old man, <laughs> you're going to be on the bench this one for me. Uh, Christian Kirk, I'm not I'm not benching him after a three touchdown game, and the, this could be you know that could have been the start of something really really awesome going forward between him and Kyler because Christian Kirk is, 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 is he's got superstar ability when he's out there, you know, and healthy, absolutely dynamic. So, um, you know, Richard Sherman is locked down that whole secondary is locked down, but Kyler's going to get the ball to somebody and Kirk seems to be the guy that can get open. I don't know. We've seen nobody else can. Um, so that's basically for Arizona. We'll move on to San Fran. Um, Jimmy G lit him up for four touchdowns last time. I don't know if he's getting four again this time, but you got to start Jimmy G against this Cardinals. This Cardinals defense is awful. Um, it's it's really, really bad, and especially in the secondary. So um, I'm starting Jimmy G. Uh, Debo Samuel seems like Debo for me is a definite start if Emmanuel's not playing. I think right now they they, they, did they rule him out or is he just still questionable? I think he's day to day. Yeah, but, right now he's just questionable. They're not saying yeah. whether he's going to play or not. So, if Sanders yeah, he didn't is, practice today either, and usually so if that's you don't more practice likely on Friday, more likely he's not going to play. So I'm gonna yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start Debo because he got a lot of he got a lot of targets last week and he looked really really good against you know that that uh, Seahawks team. Uh, I know it went into over late overtime, so it was a lot more football to be played, but he looked really good. 
So I'm definitely starting Debo, uh, especially, like I said, with no Sanders out there. Um, here's a big question a lot of people are going to ask, you know, with no Kittle, do you start Dwelly? And the answer for that is yes. Arizona is putting up all-time legendary numbers as far as not covering the tight end at all. So, uh, I mean, if Kittle was out there, Kittle would be probably the highest projected tight end of the year out of all tight ends against this this defense. And, uh, you know, Dwelly is a, is a must-start if you have him. If you picked him up, he's he's for sure going to see target. All he has to do is just follow the same, you know, blueprint that everyone else has this entire year, and he'll he'll have targets. And then what he does with those targets, you know, will be, remain to be seen. But he's going to see targets. Um, Tevin Coleman, no-brainer, starting him. Um, I like Mosford, you know, I'm not, I'm not, it's a, it's a, like I said, it's a bad defense. Uh, Tevin Coleman is for sure going to see, you know, most of them, the carries, but Shanahan does not stick with one running back. We've seen that the entire year. We called that from the beginning of the year. It'll go till the end of the year. So Mosford with Breda out is the guy most for will see action. And this game, you know, it, I don't think it's going to be a beatdown. I think it's going to, I think Arizona, you know, keeps it within a reasonable score. Um, but they should they should have no problem running all over them and throwing all over them. It's just gonna you know it's gonna be what Arizona you know what what Kyler and Arizona can do to uh, to try to keep it close. But I think you know I think San Fran's out for blood this week after being beat. All right, so moving on to the next game, uh, Steve, you got the Eagles and Patriots. Yep, Eagles Pats. So I finally get an Eagles game. Uh, this game to me is. What Bill Belichick decides to take away. I mean, that's really what we have to try to figure out as fantasy analysts, as fantasy players. You know, we have to sit back and look at this game and try to figure out what we think Bill Belichick is going to try to take away. To me, it's either they're going to try to stop the run because, you know, they know that they've been bad against the run the past couple of weeks and the Eagles are going to try to establish the run. You know, they did it against Buffalo. They, they've done it the past couple of weeks to – teams that you know have been pretty good against the run so I think that the Eagles if they want to start running the ball and establishing that run game I definitely think that's a possibility to me I think in the passing game the one guy that they have to worry about is Zach Ertz you know they need to really make sure that Zach Ertz is not a factor in this game so you know on the Eagles side of the ball you know it doesn't sound like Alshon Jeffrey is going to play so you're starting you know, left your starting X and Y receivers is going to be Mac Hollins and uh, Jordan Matthews. That's rough. I mean, that is a rough way to go into a game. You know, Nelson Aguilar has also been hot garbage this year. Um, I actually hope that they throw J.J. Ortega Whiteside instead of I Mac do Hollins. Too. I really I hope do. they give him a chance. I do <laughs> Coming too. off a bye, I think it's time to give J.J. a chance. Yeah, I think so too. Um you know, it makes – you know, I was really high on Wentz. I really liked Wentz until I heard about the Alshon Jeffrey news of him definitely being out in this game. You know, and that hurts Wentz. It really does because, you know, throwing to Matthews, throwing to Hollins, throwing to Aguilar is going to be rough. And if they decide they're going to take Ertz away, I don't just – I just – it's going to – it's going to be a manual – I mean, a manual – a Miles Sanders catching the ball of the backfield a lot. Honestly – 
I think in every aspect you need to start Miles, Miles Sanders in this game, even if Jordan Howard plays, because he is the big playmaker on this team. He showed it the past couple of weeks. I mean, he's caught a couple of 65 – he caught a 65-yard touchdown against the Bills. You know, he had a couple of 40-yard touchdowns early in the season. You know, he is the big play patch, you know, catching guy. You know, so, you know, Miles Sanders to me is a must-start. Um, you know, Ertz, I do still think he's going to get some numbers. You know, they're not going to completely shut him out. You know, I think he'll be close to, you know, 225 and 2, you know, is what I kind of see him doing in this game. Uh, just because I think the Patriots are going to be able to score. So, in this game, you're starting Ertz because if you drafted him, you have to. You don't really have a choice. Um, I'm not starting any of the wide receivers in this game, uh, you know, on the on the Eagles side of the ball. Just I can't do it. Uh, but Miles Sanders I really like a lot. You know, I like, you know, hopefully I'm hoping that Howard plays and you're able to start him. Uh, and I really like Dallas Goddard. I know a lot of people are, are not going to even think about Dallas Goddard, but I think Dallas Goddard is going to get some run in this game. And if they take away Ertz, I think it's going to be a big Dallas Goddard game. You know, if I could start Dallas Goddard, I definitely would. If he's on your waiver wire, I would pick him up and play him this week. On the New England side of the ball, you know, Mohamed Sanu, Dorsett, Edelman, of those guys, you know, Sanu and Edelman are the only two I'm playing. I'm not worried about Dorsett. I don't care. You know, uh, Jalen Mills has not been the greatest corner in the world, but he's been very good, you know, considering how bad the Eagles defense has been. You know, uh, Ronald Darby has been basically bad all year, but, you know, you can chalk that up to the injury. He said that he was hurt in that Falcons game, you know, is when it started bothering him. His, you know, the, whatever, I think it was what quad uh, started – flaring up and that's you know he got burnt twice in that game bad but you know i that could have been the contributing factor to why he was getting burned and you don't really have to worry about sanu's long speed so i think he can do a a, a good job against sanu but i do think Jen, sanu is going to catch a couple of balls and going to be good edelman is an every week start brady love him in this week i think he's going to be very good uh james white is the only the only, let me repeat this, the only player that you can play in this New England backfield. I mean, I am not starting Sonny Michelle if I can help it. He has just been terrible all year, and this Eagles defense is legit at stopping the running back position. So, you know, James White is the only guy you can play, and it's because he catches the ball out of the backfield. Um, you know, I'm not worried about any New England tight ends or anything like that. So, literally, to me, it's the New England defense. It's the guys that we just named, Sanu, Edelman, and White, Brady, and that's it. You know I mean, I'm, that's those are the guys that I'm confident in starting this week. All right. So, I'm going to move on to the Bengals and Raiders. Uh, from the Bengals side of the ball, uh, you're starting Joe Mixon, and you're starting uh, – Tyler Boyd, in my opinion, you know, Tyler Boyd this week, you know, last week he kind of, he got, a, I think, eight targets in the game, caught six for, I think it was six for 60 something. Yeah, six for 62, I think it was. So, yeah, uh, you know, I, I do think that he's going to have, uh, Ryan Finley's going to have the ability to check down a lot, and that's going to be his check down is Tyler Boyd. Um, and like I said, Joe Mixon's been getting kind of getting back on track a little later in the season now. But, you know, if you held on to him, you know, last two weeks, he's kind of paid off. And if he's getting 30 carries or, you know, even 25 touches in a game, you know, Joe Mixon is going to be worth a start. Uh, outside of that, I don't think I'm starting anybody else um, on the Bengals <laughs> and on the Raiders. Derek Carr, you're starting. Josh uh, Jacobs, you're starting. Um you know, Darren Waller, you're starting. 
Uh, Tyrell Williams this week, I have him at 28. So if you need a flex or, you know, if you need a wide receiver because of bye weeks, you know, Tyrell Williams could be a good start also. And, you know, if you want to really dig into the, to the, you know, deeper leagues, Hunter Front Renfro is, you know, he seems like he's been picking up over the last three weeks. Waller's been kind of going down and Renfro's been kind of going up. And Steve talked about him on the DFS podcast is kind of a, a guy to throw in DFS lineups because he's cheap. So, you know, uh, obviously Hunter Renfro could be a guy you might want to throw into your lineup. Uh, if you are playing DFS and the Raiders defense is definitely a good stream this week if they're on their waiver wire and, you know, a good play in DFS. Very quick game. That one was all right, Dan, you're up next with the Sunday night game, the bears and Rams. Surprisingly, I actually thought this game would have, you know, a lot more for sure starters. You know, if you looked at this game before the season started, you're like, you know, obviously the bears defense is good, but you thought that the Rams offense would be the powerhouse that they, that they used to be. And not really the case anymore. Um, so we'll start with the bears, um, uh, Trubisky with the, with the nice week last week. Uh, I'm not going to start them this week. I think you have better options. I don't think anybody really saw that coming. And I mean, if he puts up another three or four touchdown game, then, then, then we start reconsidering. But as of right now, uh, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ride that train just because of one, one good game. People have good games. It doesn't mean that they're consistently going to do it. And he's been pretty bad all year. Um, David Montgomery, uh, he had an off week. He had, he had carries, but he didn't make much out of the carries last week and he didn't get any, uh, he didn't get any reception. So his out overall production was down and he's, he's, you know, the, the two, three weeks before that were very, very good. But, um, He's definitely the guy. So, I mean, he's a number one. He's he's their number one. He's not a number one uh, running back, but he's their number one. And he's he's definitely pretty, you know, he's a, he's a wide receiver running back too right now because he's getting all the work. They, I mean, they're not really using Cohen much. Uh, and they they just, you know, a little bit here and there out of the backfield. But they really are just, they're going to stick with Montgomery till, for the whole year and, and see what they have in this kid. And uh, he's shown, he's shown bright spots and he's shown shown bad spots but he's he's getting enough of the of the workload he's getting them 15 to 20 touches a game so um you definitely got to start him with that kind of uh with them kind of touches uh robinson i do like you know uh, robinson is pretty much your only bears wide out tight end included that you're that you're playing each week so alan robinson is for sure um you know he's 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 had once again he's had really pretty pretty productive overall season you know a couple of down games here and there but but definitely um, an, a, a very a very nice up uh, comeback year, I should say, for him. Uh, and that's basically it on the Bears. On the Rams, um, Jared Goff has stunk against bad defenses, so I'm not I'm not playing him against a really good defense. Um, Todd Gurley, don't be that guy that that doesn't play Todd Gurley when he has you know 30 or 40 fantasy points. You'll 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 end up hating yourself. So, I mean. Todd Gurley on a bad game still gets you 10, 12 points. I mean, it's not, it's not good. It's not Todd Gurley numbers. Um, but to me, who are you going to play? That's really, you know, you might have, you, you might have somebody that's, that has a, a very, very slight chance to outperform Gurley. Um, but you know what, you know what you can get out of Todd Gurley on a week to week basis. So just, just keep them in there, you know, lock it in. It's the bears defense is a good defense, but, I think the Rams are finally, you know, they're going to see that they saw last. They should saw last week. You have to go run over the tape that, you know, he had more rushing yards with both the running backs combined in just a couple carries. I mean, he's, he's, 
he still is a legitimate weapon. So, um, Cooper cup having a great year, uh, very productive. So he doesn't scare me against this secondary at all. He seems to be thrive on these kind of games. Uh, woods is another guy where, you know, you got to play your matchups and see you know, if you have any bet anybody better in there, but, um, I'm I'm not really I don't, I'm not really that high on him or low on him. He's kind of, you know I, I would play him I'd play him in a flex spot. I think it's I, I don't think it's a bad option, but I play him in a flex spot. And uh, Everett is he's he's he seems to be he seems to be one of you know one of the guys that's getting a lot of targets this whole entire second you know second breakdown of the first half of the year. So I guess like the last four or five games he really has been um, he's been a a pleasant surprise to see a tight end and you know. We'll see if that continues. So golf hasn't been good, but I guess the check, you know, over the middle stuff, the Everett's been working for him a little here or there. So um, as far as defenses go, I would say don't play either of them, but yeah, you could play both of them. I, I mean, this game could land, you know, 17 to 20 range, which I, I wouldn't think that would be the case looking in, looking at the game early in the year, but uh, the offenses have not been lived up to par at all. All right, so that is the Sunday night game. Um, I do want to say I think this is the game where the Rams just got to let Todd Gurley loose. That's the way you get to the Bears is by running the football. The Eagles proved that a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, they got to they got to get Todd Gurley the ball, man. <laughs> they got to give him the ball. All right, Steve, you got you wrap it up with this with the uh, Monday night game, Chiefs and Chargers. All right, Chiefs and Chargers. Uh, this is going to be a quick one, actually. You know, I know a lot of Start people. <laughs> yeah, you're starting everyone. You really are. You know what I mean? You're starting Rivers. You're starting Eckler. You're starting, you know, Gordon. You're starting, you know, Williams. You're starting Allen. You know, you're starting Henry. You know, it's those basically, you know, six names are guys that you're starting every week. And, uh, you know, this week it doesn't change against a bad Kansas City defense. So, you know. I'm starting all those guys. You know, I know Rivers has been bad the past couple of weeks, but I don't give a damn against this Kansas City defense. I think Rivers is going to be very good, and, you know, I'm not scared of him at all. Uh, on the Kansas City side of the ball, it's the same thing. You're starting Tyreek Hill. You're starting Travis Kelsey. You're starting Patrick Mahomes. You're starting, you know, Damian Williams. You're starting Sammy Watkins. I know Sammy Watkins has been terrible, but Kansas City defense ain't been good either. <laughs> you know what I mean, so – you know, they've Chargers, been Chargers yeah, Chargers defense. I'm sorry. Chargers defense has not been good either. You know, they've been bad, better the past couple of weeks, you know, past two weeks. They've been much improved because they were god awful, you know, for a, a, like a four game stretch there. They were just terrible. So, you know, they are starting to get their feet under them a little bit. But, you know, if I don't give a damn, if you watched what Mahomes was doing last week, he made a pass where he like jumped in the air and threw the ball with neither of his feet on the ground, and it was a perfect laser pass to uh, 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 McCole Hardman. Literally laser right up the field, caught it, ran for a touchdown. It was amazing, a beautiful play, and Patrick Mahomes is the real deal. He's the best quarterback in fantasy football, best quarterback in real football. He's awesome. So, you know. Plain and simple. You're not starting either one of these defenses. You're starting all the guys you would normally start. Very easy game to go over. All right. So there you have it. That is the Friday podcast with a breakdown of all these upcoming games for the week. 
Uh, remember, don't forget to check us out on the website, www.4thandinchesff.com. That's www.4thandinchesff.com. For a bunch of content, you got articles, blogs, player profiles, rankings, and you can subscribe to our VIP content. And until next time, peace out, guys. Peace out. Peace.